Welcome to the Books by Authors podcast. I'm your host, Jamil Ethan, and I'm excited to bring you authors, publishers, writers, novelists, journalists, anyone within the writing space to share their stories and share their books. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Welcome to the Books by Authors podcast. Thanks for having me. It's really great to be here. I'm excited that you're here. Why don't (laughs) Why don't you introduce yourself for the listeners? Uh, my name is Sky Horn. I am a self-published indie author. I actually just hit the bestseller banner on Amazon, so I'm pretty hey. excited about that. Yeah, I know. It's a big deal in the indie community, which I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. So I um, published my first book back in May of 2020. So I that series is called Kingdoms of Fairy, and it just hit bestseller, and it's about a young girl who discovers she's from a lost kingdom in a magical land of fairies, and her life is turned upside down, and she ends up against all of these Celtic mythology characters, and it's a young adult fantasy novel, so that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So I was definitely doing some research on you beforehand. What, what inspired the idea of starting a series? So this series, actually, if, if for anybody who's read any of it, was inspired by a trip that I took to Ireland. Mm. So I was sitting on a bus in Ireland, taking one of those, you know, random tours that you do, and you drive through all the old castle areas. And I was thinking how cool it would be to explore before there were property lines and how cool it would be to, like, go run across all the green hillsides and things like that. And it just came to me and I was like, well, what if somebody did do that? What if they, you know, were exploring this crazy old towns? And that led to wanting to know more about the myths that were behind all the Celtic lore. And that created the character. My main character's name is Thea. And she is on a trip to Ireland trying to find her biological parents and ends up finding out that she's a lot more than she realized she was. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So... You have three books out in the series already. I do. Yeah, I just released the third book um, on November. I mean, sorry, not November, um, October 30th. Okay. So, so and a the lot fourth of, book is coming. A lot of books <laughs> out very quickly. Yeah, I, I did a rapid release, which is where you basically release your entire series within a year. And I'm hoping to get the fourth book, which is the final book in the series, out early 2021. I'm in the drafting process right now and it's due to my editor in February. So I've got a deadline. (laughs) I just uh, need to finish it. But I'm excited about it. It's bittersweet to end a series, but it's also just really exciting to see the story come in full circle, I guess. Yeah. How was that um, process of writing the story and drafting it over the course of multiple books? Because I know that's always interesting. It's very very intimidating actually I think is the word that I would use (laughs) interesting is good too though um so I basically I wrote the first two books before I published the first book and that meant that I wrote the first draft of the first book I sent it to my editor and then I started writing the second book while it was with my editor and that's kind of just the process I've been with throughout the whole thing so the first and second book came out within a couple months of each other and then the third and fourth book are a little bit farther apart but it's been a wild ride and it's a lot of, you know, getting up every day and writing and making sure that I'm doing my editing and (laughs) staying on top of it, I guess. Yeah. But I work from home, so it makes it a little bit easier that way. I'm 
full-time at home and full-time writer. And I, I guess I just kind of balanced that time to get it done in a timely manner and by my deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I know um, I'm working on a book right now and it's taken, for, it's taken forever to get this first one out, but I can see where that, like drafting all these books in advance could really be helpful for the release. Guide. Yeah. The, the third and fourth book of my series were more spur of the moment, but I feel like the first and second book are the hardest to write anyway because you're still introducing your story to your reader but by the time you get to that third and fourth book you're like okay my reader knows this story i don't have to explain as much anymore i'm just gonna write it so by then i felt more comfortable with myself as a writer than i did for the first and second book so i think it, it comes don't worry you'll get there <laughs> so when did you where did you acquire the the need to write where did that inspiration come from where did the love for writing happen Oh, it's always been there. I love to read. So first okay. of all, my inspiration for writing came from reading. Um, I've been reading. I, it's funny because I actually hated reading as a kid. And I used to make my mom read to me and my dad read to me all the time. But it was because I wanted to know the story faster and I wasn't a fast reader. Mm. So I wanted them to tell me the story so that I could actually know, know what happened at the end. Um, but I think third grade is when I realized that I like to write. I had a I, everybody always says this that they have a teacher that you know inspires that creative writing in you but I, I definitely had a teacher that you know told me that I could write a story and I wrote a story and it obviously was terrible but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I kept doing that and then I went to college for writing so I okay. continued it all the way through school um, it actually started as songwriting and poetry and then it turned into novel writing because I found out that I think in way longer sentences than poetry and I like to you know have description and things like that so I went to school for creative writing and I wrote my first book in college and I didn't actually publish till after college because I had no idea what I was doing and this is all you know a learning process for me but yeah I, I've always loved it it's just something that I know that I want to do with my life and I'm pretty happy about that it's pretty rare that you find something that you know you want to do and you can actually do it so <laughs> yeah I like the writing process is so it's so nice once you really get into it and yeah. it is such a different world where you can like invest in characters and create settings and all that good stuff and bring all those worlds that are stuck in my head to life yeah absolutely <laughs> my favorite part is like creating characters that I'm like these people should yes. exist. like <laughs> this person needs to exist in some way I mean, my characters do exist. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're there. So where can our listeners um, connect with you before we continue? Yeah. Um, so my website is skyhorn.com. Pretty simple. Um, my social media wise, I'm most active on Instagram. So I am actually a co-founder of a community on Instagram that's focused on writers and helping writers accomplish their goals, whether it be traditional publishing or self-publishing. And we started that a few months ago because of COVID and not being able to, you know, go to writer conferences and attend these things that normally you would do in order to get into the writing world. Mm -hmm. So basically on Instagram, it's just all writing advice and craft and, you know, exploring what it means to be a writer and how the publishing process works on both sides. So I'm doing that with a couple other writers and it's been an amazing experience. I've met so many people through it which is great right now because obviously we're not out socializing. Yeah. Um, 
So I love that. And you can definitely connect with me there. It's skyhorn underscore author. And obviously I have my books on there as well. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not that, you know, active on it because it's kind of complicated and <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, mostly Instagram and my website. So cool. And Amazon. That's where my books are. <laughs> yeah. Big place, big place for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, when you're, when you're, dra- when you're drafting for plot, how does, how does your process look? Do you, do you know in advance? Do you draft everything? Do you know, do you have like an outline? No outline. I've talked to a lot of people and it's always interesting. <laughs> it's always different, isn't it? Um, so it's been different for each one of my books, which I find interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I started as a plotter and I plotted my first book and then I didn't use my outline at all. So <laughs> I had, yeah, I had an outline for my book and Honestly, if you read my outline, you would think it was a different book because it's not anything like what actually happened in my story. So then second book came along and I didn't outline even a single sentence. I just kind of dove into it and wrote the book and that worked out really well for me. And then the third book, I kind of did both, which is what we call a planter. So I planned a little bit and then I pants the rest. So yeah, I, I, I think I'm a little bit, I've learned that I'm a little bit of a mixture of both. I like to have a little bit of a plot there, like a timeline kind of uh, where I can see, you know, where I'm trying to go with the story. So at least if I get stuck, I'm not stuck for long. Um, but other than that, I kind of, I like the idea of not knowing what's going to happen because then it feels more natural when I'm actually writing it. Mm, yeah, I've done that a couple of times. I started seeing that for me, what I need is like, which characters are in the scene? Like that's, that's kind of what I need to go on. Like, I need to know who's going to be there. I don't know what they're going to do. I just know that they're there. That's cool though. Cause that means you're very character focused and I'm sure the plot is driven by your characters. That's great. Always. Always. (laughs) (laughs) They do wild things. So I love it when characters make decisions for themselves. That's great. That's my favorite part of writing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just makes the future of the story that much harder to predict. (laughs) Exactly. That's why my my outline didn't work for my first book because my main character was like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm just going to go do my own thing. (laughs) You're just like, I don't know how I don't know how to rein you in. Right, exactly. <laughs> so what are some of the biggest mistakes you see new writers make early on in their processes? Ooh, good question. Um, the biggest mistake that I see people make is that they, do, they don't finish their first draft. They go back and they start editing before they're done with the story. And a lot of authors and a lot of writers will tell you, like, if you go back and you edit what you just wrote, you're never going to move on to the next scene because it's never going to be perfect. Mm. Like we're so hard on ourselves and we're so critical of our own writing that I have taught myself that I will not read more than a page before what I've written. So if I'm writing a story, even if I I know like that last scene was terrible and I need to go back and rewrite it. um, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make my way through it and I'm going to trudge to the end. And then I'm going to have my whole self editing process after that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make and it leads to never finishing the first draft, which is a huge deal. I mean, a lot of people say I'm going to write a book and then, you know, they never finish the book. <laughs> and so my biggest advice to people is, you know, don't worry about it. Just write it, tell yourself the story, get it out of your head and enjoy it because it's so much fun to, you know, to live through those experiences of your characters. 
Um, and then another mistake I see a lot of people make is they don't hire an editor, especially in the self-publishing world. Mm. And I'm a firm believer that we need more people to look at our work because again, we're our worst critics. And we're, even if I'm really good at grammar, I'm not that good. Like yeah. I, I need somebody else to, to read it and to tell me if I missed something or if, you know, there's a plot hole that I didn't see. So those are my two big advice points and they're pretty big I think <laughs> yeah those, those are those are the big ones I think uh, what you're saying about hiring an editor is huge because I thought my first draft was so good the first time we wrote it, it I did too <laughs> it was yeah it, <laughs> it needed a lot of work so we're getting all the work done now and yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and then like finishing the book like finishing getting to the end it's so easy yeah. to get caught up in all of the mistakes that you're making or wanting to rewrite a scene because sometimes dialogue doesn't hit the way you want it to hit and things aren't landing the way you want them to land. So then you just get caught up in a chapter. You can't get past it. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you say that about rewriting during the editing phase, because my first book, I had to rewrite the entire middle. Oh. And <laughs> it was like eight chapters that needed rewritten. And I've never had to do that again, but I definitely, like, you need somebody to look at it and say, hey, you know, this part's not as strong as the rest of it. And you got to have a tough, like, thick skin, too, because editors can be really harsh. Yeah. Um, and But you also have to, you have to think about the fact that it's your story, and you're going to write it the way you want to write it, even if the editor disagrees. Like, you don't have to change anything. They're just trying to give you advice. <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. so when you were writing, when you were making your um, author platforms, what, what, what was that decision process like? How did you come to the determination of where you would be available for your, for your readers? Well, I think that unfortunately, in some cases, Amazon kind of rules the world right now. So I decided to go through mostly Amazon. You can actually find my books on Barnes and Noble's website and on like book depository and things like that. But for my ebook, I am exclusively on Amazon. And that's just because it's where the market is right now. And that might change in the future. And that would be great because I think that like indie bookstores and things like that really need more indie authors to go to them. Um, it's especially hard right now with COVID and trying yeah. to find places. I mean, I can't go to a bookstore and sell them my book right now because obviously there's, there's an issue there. Um, but yeah, so mostly for selling, I'm on Amazon. I sell signed copies on my website as well. So I have my own little store set up there. And then as for social media and my author brand, um, I hired somebody to do my website because I am not technologically savvy at all. I tried to do it myself and it was just Oh, it was a nightmare. I was like, I could be writing right now. I'm just going to tell somebody else to do it. Yeah, it's like not hitting the way it needs to. Yeah. So I hired somebody to do my website and my Instagram, I run completely on my own because I I feel like I've gotten better at that. I didn't join Instagram till January of last year. So I've been on there almost a year now. Um, but I've, you know, built up my followers and with the writer community, which is that community that we formed, that has helped so much. And it gives me something that I consistently do every day. Mm -hmm. So I think if, if you're an author and you're looking for that author brand, just picking one place to be is a great thing to do because if you can focus all your energy and all of your marketing and all of yourself into that one place, it's going to be so much better than if you're spreading yourself thin. And I think that's true with everything in life. You don't want to spread yourself too thin and, you know, not have a solid foot in any door. 
Yeah. Um, so I chose Instagram because I like the imagery and I like to have the creative aesthetic that goes on in that. Whereas with Twitter, I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> You'd think I would know what to say as a writer, but no, <laughs> I'm just completely lost. Different world. Um, Different yeah, it is. 140 characters. What am I supposed to say with that? I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not enough. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what you're saying is is so like valid. Like coming up with a, with a platform that you can really focus your attention on really helps because ultimately if you're spending a lot, some energy on Facebook and some energy in this other area, you're you're not going to necessarily be able to give your best to all of them. And to build brands on all the platforms is really difficult. Like, I don't know anyone yeah. that's doing it really well. No, you like need an assistant to do that. And I don't know about you, but I don't make enough money for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> um, so I, I definitely decided to put my focus into one place and that has worked out for me. So I definitely recommend it when people ask me about that, because I think it's important to have a solid foot somewhere and to be able to, you know, have that writer community, even if it's on Twitter or on Facebook, to have a group of writers that you can go to and be like, this is what I'm struggling with, with my writing, with my publishing. And do you have any advice or do you, you know, can you offer me anything that I can take into my own career? Because that's how we learn. We learn from other people. With your, with your marketing, how is your marketing process when you're about to release a book? because I've, you've done it a few more times than I have. <laughs> so I would love to know. It's been a learning process. Um, I believe in launch teams, like 100% believe in launch teams. If you can get your book out to 30 people minimum, I mean, I, I definitely do more than that just because I, I can, I mean, fortunately I can. But so my launch team right now is 100 people and I expect, 30 of them to actually write the review later on <laughs> like that's just how it goes and yeah. I mean you you just have to go into it knowing that when you have a launch team which to those people listening that don't know what that is it's a group of people that get your book early and then commit to reading your book and leaving a review on Amazon or on Goodreads or whatever your your launch process is so I get about 60 to 100 people that I ask to read my book early about 30 of them actually do it and what they do is they read the book, they write a review ahead of time. So they're all set to go. I send them, you know, three or four reminder emails just saying, Hey, like my book's coming out soon. Don't forget to read it. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. And then they go and they write a review on Goodreads or Amazon or wherever your book's available, just saying like whether they like the book or not. And with launch teams, most of the time you get four or five star reviews. You don't get you know, bad reviews. Mm -hmm. Those people that have a bad review usually don't finish the book and they don't go to leave a review. So that's the good thing about it is that you start off your launch process with those reviews coming in early. Um, the really cool people will buy your book. So I put my book on for 99 cents and, you know, they purchase the ebook and then I get a verified purchase review on Amazon. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but that's my main focus with, with my early on marketing, just because one, it's free. Um, I don't have to pay anybody to do that. I'm not paying for reviews. But it's all honest. If they read the book and they like it, they leave a review. If they don't, maybe they don't leave a review. That's yeah. fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, so that's the free version of my marketing. That's great. And then a couple months in, I start doing Amazon ads and I start, you know, running those um, at $5 a day for a couple mm -hmm. ads, 
which doesn't add up too quickly, which is good because, like I said, I don't have a lot of money to spend on this. And I have my newsletter, which I've built up as well. So I send out a newsletter every two weeks to about a thousand people. And I'm slowly growing that. And I, you know, send it out and I say, hey, I've got a new book out. Or, hey, I posted this blog on my website to talk about writing or to talk about my life and kind of keep them interacted that way. And I offer them discounts on, on other authors' books. So I reach out to other authors and they shout me out on their newsletters. And so that's kind of how I do it without spending too much money, which is great. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because obviously, like as an indie author, reviews are everything and you need those reviews in order to make the sales. So if you want to make money doing it, you kind of need people to go review your book. <laughs> so that's my my free advice is great. Um, and I've done that on every book. So I started with my first book, Wings of Fate. I did um, a 60 person launch team and I just hit over 70 reviews on that book on Amazon. So I'm pretty excited mm -hmm. because I, yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but after 50 reviews on Amazon, they start sending your book out to people and they start putting it in their email list without you doing anything. So that has been an exciting moment for me and it has spiked my sales and it's been good. So it, the reviews matter more than people realize they do. And I think authors see it, but obviously readers don't always know that that review is going to make a difference. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally every review matters. It is. It does. So that was really good advice. Um, I know the marketing process has been so, it's, it's so unknown because if you've never released a book before, it's like you never know what you should and shouldn't be doing. And yeah. I think that that's always a disconnect, especially in the early learning process. It's overwhelming, honestly. It's, it's a lot to learn in a very short period of time when you're launching a book, because obviously everything you do is new and everything you do is a, you know, a test like, OK, maybe this will work or maybe that'll work. And there are so many strategies out there when you Google like how to launch your book. Um, there's, there's a ton of strategies and they all work in their own way. And you just kind of have to figure out which way works best for you and for your lifestyle, which for me, having that very offhand launch team where, you know, I set up my email automation and it sends them an email to remind them to read the book and write the review. That's really easy for me. And I like that because I can focus on my writing and getting them the next book, which is great. It's my goal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, read more, read more books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've, I've noticed on your Instagram that you, you have really high word counts per day that you like type, how do you do it? Yeah, I do. Um, well, especially this month. So it's November right now. I'm, I'm sure it will not be November when people are listening, <laughs> yeah. but um, it's November, which means that it's NaNoWriMo, um, which is National Novel Writing Month. And so what I did was I committed to writing 75,000 words this month, hmm. which is crazy. Like it, it's a lot, yeah. Um, so it's been a struggle. That is not my usual month, but you know, I, I wanted to do it for the community and to inspire people to join this and to create, um, the, the whole point of NaNoWriMo is not really to hit the 50,000 word mark, but it's actually to create a habit and to mm -hmm. learn how to write every day. And so in order to hit 50,000 words, you have to write about 1600 words a day. And Obviously, I aimed my goal at 75,000 instead of 50,000. So that means I had to write like 2,500 words a day. Um, and I mentioned earlier, I do work full time. <laughs> so it's, 
it's definitely a challenge. So on a daily basis, I, my schedule is pretty hectic. I get up at 5 a.m. I write from 5 a.m., well, 5.30, because I have to have coffee. I write from 5.30 to um, 7.30-ish, and then I go to work at 8 a.m. So I work 8 to 5, and then I'm off work, and I'm also married and, you know, have to be a, a good wife and pay attention to my husband sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give him some, some time. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I have all of these things in my day that have to happen. So getting up early and writing is my best bet because obviously there's nobody else up at that time in the morning. I can focus. I can, you know, post to my Instagram while my coffee is brewing and then I can write for a couple hours and I can move on from there. So that is what I've done this month to hit that high word count that I've been posting on Instagram every day. Um, I'm aiming for 2,500 words a day. I'm ahead of schedule, which is great because I've been hitting like 26, 2,700 words a day. Um, so that obviously pushes me a little bit into that grace which is good because I'm kind of hitting the burnout where I'm like, oh man, I'm so tired. <laughs> I wrote every day. It's like um, I've been writing forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm, I don't know if you felt this way before, but I am in a point in my book where it's just really slow mm. and I'm dr like dragging myself through it. It's not exciting. It's, you know, it's really hard for me to write it. And I know I'm going to have to edit it later and rewrite it. Because it's, if it's like that for me to write, obviously it's going to be like that for my reader to read. Yeah. So I'm just in that, that moment right now where I'm like, I don't want to write this scene. I need to move on. And I'm planning a new series for next month since this is my last book. So when my book goes to the editor or the self-editing phase, I'm going to start writing a whole new sci-fi series. And I'm very excited about it. Ooh. But I have to get through this book first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's. It's hard, but it's all about habit for me. And I have to have a habit of writing every day. Otherwise, I will not write for weeks. Like, that's just who I am. I have to have that constant in my life. And it makes me feel better. I go into slumps if I'm not writing. So, mm -hmm. like therapy. <laughs> yeah, building the habit is so important. Yeah. And I don't think people realize how important it is with everything, not just writing. Like, obviously, in life, having a habit for something keeps you consistent and keeps you moving and keeps your brain healthy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it keeps things getting done. It keeps you productive. Yeah. Productive. Productivity is great, especially if you're trying to <laughs> rapid release four books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In one year. That's not, not anything. Yeah. Too wild. So we're coming up on the end of our time. I want to give you another chance to plug your books in your series because I know I'm going to give it to my wife hopefully for Christmas Perfect. because she's looking for something to read. And I saw Yay. your reviews and it says it's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. I hope that she likes it. You'll have to let me know. <laughs> I'm also going to read it. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So um, again, um, you can find me at skyhorn.com, which is S-K-Y-E-H-O-R-N. And you can also find me on Instagram if you're looking for writer advice or if you're looking just, you know, see how a writer's life goes. That's kind of what my Instagram is. Um, so that's Skyhorn underscore author. And you can look me up on Facebook and Twitter, but I am not very active there. So, <laughs> I mean, my name's pretty unique, so I'm sure I come up. But yeah, Instagram's the better option for that. And then if you're interested in my books, which are a young adult um, fantasy novel, um, kind of fantasy romance. And they are about a girl who discovers she's from a different world and has to is absorbed in all of this Celtic lore and mythology and 
has to take over a kingdom to defeat the goddess of death. Um, those are on Amazon. You can also find the paperbacks on Barnes and Noble and it's on Kindle Unlimited. So hey. I'm all over the place. There we go. <laughs> you know, sprinkled a little bit everywhere. So yeah. my last question is what do you see the future of writing and self-publishing looking like um, as we move forward into 2021? For myself or for just the general? General, in general. General. I think it's going to skyrocket, honestly, because I feel like 2020 gave so many people the opportunity to write a book. And, you know, we're going to go into 2021. Everybody's going to be like, I've got a book. I've got a story to tell. I have you know, this, which is amazing. I love that. I think it's going to be incredible to see all of the art that comes out of the situation that we're in right now, mm -hmm. because that is what happens when we go through, you know, crises and things like that is that art explodes. And I am so excited to see what comes for that. And I hope that there's more self-published authors coming out. I can't wait to read your book. That's going to be exciting. Um, because it, it's an amazing industry. And I think that, you know, there used to be this taboo that self publishing was not as good as traditional publishing and that is disappearing mm -hmm. it's you know it, people want control of their art and they want control of their story and so that is opening doors for a lot of people and I'm very excited about it I think it's going to be a fun year for 2021 <laughs> yeah I agree the thing things like the writing community and places where you can get information and that gives answers on how to do this and how to make your book the best product possible for consumers. Yeah. I think that that has really helped so many people, especially me as a new author. It's like learning all of that, all of the little things that you need to as you self-publish. Yeah, and there's a lot to learn, so it's good. Mm -hmm. I think having it organized in one spot helps because <laughs> for me, I was just down a rabbit hole, but. <laughs> yeah, that rabbit hole is, is very deep. It is, it is. There's a lot of information there. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been an awesome conversation. Thank you for having me. I loved this and I'm super excited to listen to more of your podcast because I've, I've listened to the first few episodes and I was, it was amazing. So I was really excited about this. Thank you. And I know people are going to learn so much from this conversation because everyone every week tells me how much they learn from the guests that come on and you have been amazing. So they're going to learn a lot awesome. from this. Yay. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Inspired by Jamil and check out my website, inspiredbyjamil.com, for more resources. Peace. Uh. Yeah. Baby, let me just. Can I just say something? Yeah, you know when I run to, I can tell that's not you. Feeling yourself, know the feeling not hostile. Always stand by you.